you are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 151 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's show, the Rays win, and more importantly, the Astros lose. Plus, we have our World Series matchup, so I'm going to get to that all in the second half of the episode, but I'm also going to be talking about why the A's should be spending money this offseason. So uh, that's what's coming up for you here in just one minute. But before I get into the show, though, please follow us on social media at Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. I'm not sure why I ended that on, on an inflection, but I did. Um, also, when I sat down to write this episode, I was planning on talking to you know about the Rays and Astros and doing that and then talking about the World Series and doing that. Uh, I went off on a tangent and I came up with a whole segment of the show. So hopefully you guys enjoy it. I was not planning on talking about why the A should spend money this winter, but I am. And I think I have a decent argument. So here it is. Uh, the Rays and Astros finished out their series on s- Saturday night. And I have made no secret of the fact that I, like most baseball fans, was rooting wholeheartedly for the Rays. They're a very similar team to the A's in that they work within a budget and they don't pay top-end guys very often. And, uh, you know, I I think that if you're still on the fence about rooting for Tampa uh, in this World Series, then maybe this will sway your your rooting interests. Um, If the Rays win the World Series and are able to rake in some of that sweet, sweet cash from season ticket sales and extra TV revenue, if that's how that works from, you know, playoffs, getting into the playoffs deeper means you make more money, I think that that makes sense, right? Um, And merch sales, you know, all the other revenue streams that you can get from winning a World Series, uh, then maybe, just maybe, that would mean that John Fisher would spend a little bit more money with the A's in order to reap some of those same rewards. Uh, Is this a long shot? Definitely. Do I see it happening? I don't know. Probably not because we've been with John Fisher for a while. This is not how he operates. But if he sees a team like the Rays all of a sudden raking in some cash, he's like, hey, my team's like that team. I can do that too. By the same token, dude was firing longtime employees in the middle of a global pandemic. So, I mean, so he's definitely not spending money for, from the goodness of his own heart. But uh, maybe if he sees a huge increase in raise revenue, maybe that's enough to make his little Grinch heart grow just a little bit. Um, one other reason that I'm a little bit optimistic that Fisher may spend some money this winter, other than, you know, me being delusional, is that with everything being shut down for so long this year, his ballpark timeline has been severely messed up and there were rumors that he wanted to get a a ballpark built so that he could sell the team at its peak value uh you know what would expedite that process a freaking juggernaut of a team that rolls to the world series i mean heck forget the ballpark situation making a deep postseason run would increase the value of the franchise just plain and simple that's just how that works uh just a couple years of spending an extra 20 or 30 million dollars each year could make a big difference in what kind of deal the a's get in their tv contract and that is where i think uh we that that's my main argument here is that that tv deal that's looming here in a couple years uh the a's can opt out of their current 
TV deal after the 2023 season. That means they got three more years on NBC Sports California. I, I always get them mixed up. I think it's California. Um, and the best way to maximize a potential new contract would be to have the best team you could put together on the field for the next three seasons. And three seasons is the key here because three points determine a line. And this year, from uh, 2019 to 2020, they doubled their their, uh, their ratings, I guess. Uh, so they went from really bad to still really bad. So there's lots of room for them to grow. Um, and also, you know, uh, did the global pandemic help in this whole situation? Probably. I watched every game on TV because I was home. Um, will that happen next year? I mean, I'd still like to watch every game, but I'd also like to go outside. So, I mean, it's a toss-up, really. Um, I think that with the limits of fan attendance currently in question for 2021, uh, the A's and other MLB teams are going to be having to get creative in how they get our money in 2021. Uh, they obviously didn't make any, so they say, in uh, 2020. So they're going to have to come up with a way to do it if they're going to be facing the same situation for next year. Uh, that could be random giveaways that, you know, during the broadcast, if you want to get people to watch the TV show and all that stuff. And then maybe in turn that gets people to buy merchandise because they're watching on TV and then they like the team and all that stuff. Um, basically, the ratings are the key for helping his future value. So I think that that's why you need to get people's eyeballs. And that's why giveaways. Um, I, I don't think that you want to be giving away flags. I mean, those are cool, but that doesn't really help build a relationship with the team. They're, those are the people that you would already be getting that are already watching the games and all that stuff. So you want to get new fans. So maybe you offer up a suite for a game in 2021. You can social distance a little bit. Uh, maybe you limit it to like 10 people. 20, I think, is the new norm for uh, indoor gatherings. I'm not positive on that, but you could social distance from other people and stuff like that. So you could get uh, people to come outside and you know spend a little bit of money doing that. Or you could uh, comp all the expenses and just give them a bunch of food. Uh, either way, or you can give them free tickets to sit in those snazzy lounge seats that they put in down the right field line. Well, the first baseline, I guess. Uh, and you know, have people just uh, relax in comfort like they would be going to a movie theater. Those are ways to get people to go out to the ballparks. Uh, uh, a flag? No, you're going to hang that and you're like, oh, that's cool. This is in my garage now. Uh, but if you get people to go out, then you get people excited about your product and you get them to spend a little bit of money on concessions and parking and all that stuff. So uh, that's a double win for the A's if they're strapped for cash. Give away tickets. Screw it. I mean, I know that people are going to be worried about going outside and all that stuff. Uh, if, Especially if they're letting uh, ballparks full of people in there and there's no limitations on how many people can go. But if you're letting in 10,000 people, you can socially distance that a little bit more, you would think, as long as people are you know being decent people. Um, and that could be a way to get able to go out to the ballpark that wouldn't be comfortable doing it otherwise is you're like hey we're going to take care of you this is your little section here and uh have, have fun watching this baseball game uh that could be a thing that you know gets people excited about watching the team more often uh there are definitely other ways to get people to watch the team but getting to the ballpark where they'll spend a little bit of money directly to help ace ownership obviously is going to be a little bit more difficult for the a's next season so if you're not going to be able to sell out your ballpark, which you probably weren't going to be doing anyway, then the plan should be definitely to keep working on those ratings because people are more comfortable sitting in their own home and watching something that they enjoy. And if uh, production is shut down again and we're not getting regular TV shows coming up again, uh, sports are the way to go. People like live sports. 
And so if you get people to tune into your live sport, the Oakland Athletics, my suggestion uh, of incentivizing them to do so with slick giveaways kind of makes sense, right? You give people a reason to watch, you know, aside from the team on the field, obviously. Uh, and then the other part of the plan is that you get more eyeballs on your product with the goal of making them repeat or even frequent viewers. With ratings numbers on the rise, the A's would be able to eke out a, a little bit bigger TV deal than they would currently be able to. And then that means more money for John Fisher, whether he decides to sell the team or not. So this TV deal is a big deal, I think, and something that we should be definitely hoping for. Knowing John Fisher, he's probably going to be holding on until he gets that TV deal, and then maybe he'll spend a little bit of money after that. We'll see. But uh, I think that the TV deal could play a role in this offseason. If ownership gives the appearance of change by adding some big-dollar contracts this winter, then that could help their initial ratings with the club just being you know, intrigued as to, hey, they got... I'm just going to throw out a name that's big out there, uh, George Springer. They're not going to get George Springer, but hey, they got George Springer. Let's let's watch the A's play with George Springer. This will be interesting. And then people would tune in to see what the team was all about. Uh, so you got to get them to tune in first and then hook them with something else, uh, whether that be the giveaways or the team on the field, hopefully a combination of both. There are other options uh, other than, you know, seeing your own face on TV. Woo! No, they need to really incentivize people. Um, and, you know, you, but... You do add in the giveaways, though. I think those are not integral, but uh, they definitely help, especially if you're trying to create revenue at the ballpark itself. And then uh, you could add more of the casual fans. And if the A's had an exciting offseason of wheeling and dealing, you know, like the Padres do, and, you know, get talked about a lot on local radio and uh, local newspapers, those are still a thing, uh, then those casual or, you know, once or twice a week viewers could become three to four time a week viewers. And I'm not saying that their ratings are going to double like they did last year, but they'd make another jump. Definitely. And uh, there's just a lot of room to grow in these ratings and you got to take advantage of it while you can, because the giants are still good, but they're not, you know, at their great level where they're going to be dominating the ratings right now. So you got to nab those ratings while you can, because this is your time to maximize your TV deal coming up in just three more seasons. So you got to spend money to make it happen now. You gotta get them in. Get them to fall in love with Chappie. Get them to fall in love with Olsen. Larger ratings means larger attendance numbers when fans are allowed back in the stands, and that means more money for ownership in the short term and more money for ownership in the long run too. So it just makes sense for this to be the season or the offseason, that John Fisher finally spends a little bit of money. Plus, the market figures to be a little bit more depressed with the with COVID just affecting everybody's free agency. Uh, the top guys will probably get their money, but those middle-tier guys could go on like a one-year deal or smaller deals than they would be expecting in a normal offseason. And maybe John Fisher's going to pounce on that because uh, he's a shrewd businessman. You know, you got to love uh, shrewd businessmen in economic times like this. That's a uh, great, great times. Um, yeah. So, I mean, if he wants to capitalize on th this deal that could come his way in three years, he has to spend money this winter to get those writings to start going up. Cause, uh, at as I know, as a marketing major, it takes a minute for things to, you know, get out there. But when once people start talking about your product, then it just snowballs. So you need people to start talking about the A's in a different light than, oh, yeah, they make the playoffs and then they uh, they break your hearts and die. Uh, they need to change that narrative. And so it might take a year or two for that to happen before year three's ratings really go up and then he can just cash in after the 2023 season. He's going to have to do it. And if he wants to sell off uh, Chapman and Olsen and, and, you know, all that stuff, that's going to severely hurt his 
future earnings here in just a couple of years. So that would be a very silly thing for him to do. Um, yeah, so that, that's my rant on why the A's should be spending money this offseason. But uh, coming up, I got some quick thoughts on the World Series matchup, a couple of words about the Astros, and uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much all, all that I got coming up. So stay locked in with Locked On A's. I'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you guys by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, and the improved Built Bar is even more deliciouser than the old one. So if you haven't tried them in a while, you're going to want to stick around for this one. They have 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. They have six new flavors, which I am here to tell you about. They have caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. They also have their original 12 flavors, including coconut. I know that I've talked about this one in the last couple of weeks, but coconut is what I'm feeling right now. It is delicious. I definitely suggest trying it. Um, also, put it in the fridge. It uh, it makes it that much better. Uh, also, all of their bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and they are soft and easy to chew. Belt bars are also healthy. They are great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. And all of their bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet. I've said this all before. You guys know about Belt Bar. But you may not know how to take advantage of all this stuff. All you got to do is go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON. That is one word, LOCKEDON. And you'll get 20% off your next order. That is 20% off your next order when you use promo code locked on at builtbar.com. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe wherever you like podcasts. Also, please follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter. And if you have any mailbag questions for us, offseason's about to start heating up, you guys. You got one week of the World Series and then all of a sudden, mailbags every week. So keep sending me in questions. Um, that's uh, lockdownathletics at gmail.com. I always bury the lead on where to send these questions. And I'm sorry, I get very excited about the mailbag and then don't tell you where the mailbag is. Um, that's on me. Uh, but before I get into the World Series and all that stuff, I do want to talk to you guys just real quick about uh, some Astros news that I have some thoughts and I'm going to share them now. Good on the Astros for forcing a Game 7 in the ALCS after the whole, you know, cheating scandal and all that stuff. Kudos to you guys. That was claps, not uh, anything nefarious. Uh, do I think that the Astros are going to make it in 2021? Uh, well, I have some thoughts on that, too. Uh, some of that depends on the offseason and what they do with their free agent, their key free agents, and like Michael Brantley and George Springer, and uh, if they bring them back because if they do they're they're in better shape than they would be if they didn't that's a uh, hot takes but uh also how many fans are going to be allowed in the stands in 2021 because that could also impact how well the astros play as well um i think that the more fans there there are allowed in ballparks all, over, all across the country the worse the astros chances of making it to the alcs or maybe even the playoffs are so uh i i really wanted to just quickly mention how the postseason format really benefited the Astros in so many ways and why the playoff format really makes it so that we don't necessarily know how good this Astros team actually was in 2020. So uh, here we go. Uh, once they were basically second in the AL West after the A's beat them multiple times throughout the course of the year uh, with like three left weeks left in the season, they were basically the, the second place team in the AL West. And there was talk that they kind of just stopped trying to win games because they didn't need to anymore, and they were just trying to get healthy for the postseason. They were just like, yeah, we're, we're going to show up and we're going to hit some baseballs every now and then. We won't do very well, whatever. So if that's the case, and if that did happen, 
did that influence the A's scouting reports on the Astros from this season heading into the ALDS matchup? I mean, I... I can't see how it wouldn't. Um, also, the A's pitching had held the Astros to two or fewer runs in six of their 10 matchups in the regular season, obviously. Um, and I mean, sure, if the Astros were doing that, great gamesmanship, well played if that's the case, you know. But I do think that the expanded playoff field definitely allowed them to take advantage of that card if that was what happened. Um because if they ha- if the expanded playoffs were not there, the Astros wouldn't have been in the playoffs, and they definitely wouldn't have been guaranteed a playoff spot. Also, if the playoffs had been sorted by record instead of the top two teams in each division comprising the first six spots, you know how the playoffs were formatted in that weird way, and uh, you know the the other two best teams, or yeah, the last two best teams were at seven and eight seeds. You know what I'm saying if you paid attention. Uh, then basically, Houston would have faced off with Tampa Bay. In the first round of the playoffs, in the wild card round, and not in the championship series, because they would have been the eight seed facing off against Tampa, who is and was the one seed. So uh, that would have been fun. They could have been eliminated by the pennant winning Rays in the first round instead of in the ALCS, and then none of this redemption nonsense ever happens. And the Twins and the A's have different postseason outcomes, you would think. And the Astros' whole making the playoffs at 29 and 31 and being eliminated in the wild card round by the Rays would have just been chalked up to the expanded playoffs and nothing else. They wouldn't have had this redemption arc of, you know, oh, Carlos Correa, he's embracing the villain role. He would have been out in two games because the Rays beat the Astros in the first two games and they wouldn't have been in there very long. So that's a... That's my my thoughts on the Astros for now and, uh, you know, probably for a while, unless... Their former GM, Jeff Lunau, he's doing a fun little interview with, I think, some Texas uh, sports station or something like that. So if that yields something juicy, oh boy, here we go. Uh, so that's that's all I got for you guys today. So let's talk about the actual World Series because that's going to happen here on Tuesday, starting on Tuesday at least. Uh, the Rays and Dodgers are going to be facing off, if you haven't heard, the Rays and Dodgers. Those are the two teams. Um, this postseason could have brought us anything. And we're getting arguably the best team from each league. So all that talk about the wacky postseason and the Marlins. Oh, they're going to be world in the World Series. That didn't happen at all. We got the two best teams in each league from before the season started. They're both the number one seed. So this should be a very fun matchup. And I'm very much looking forward to it because it is going to be a dogfight. And both pitching staffs are going to be exhausted to begin this series. They've just been working so hard. One fun thing about this series, though, is that uh, they they did a wrinkle with the schedule, whereas they're not going to be playing seven games in a row anymore. They're going to be doing off days in this series. Ooh, fun wrinkle, you know, like regular regular series. So there's going to be an off day in between games two and three, and then another off day in between games five and six. So, you know, the regular off days that you would regularly have in a series. I think that uh, the first one's on Thursday, the second one's on like Sunday or something like that. So uh, you can have other plans for those two days if the series goes that long. Um, I think that this is definitely going to be a factor in the series, though, these off days, because the Rays could theoretically use their stable of arms, as they have been called, in games one, two, three, and four, if they wanted to, because you got games one and two, back-to-back days, no, no big deal, off day, and then games three and four after the off day, and then in five, you, depending on how you're doing in the series, you could just rest them for game five and then throw them again in game six and seven. It's not a terrible plan for this stable of guys that throw 98. So I think that that could be a leg up for the Rays, potentially. Uh, And my initial take on the whole series, though, is that 
Both of these teams play crazy good defense, with the Rays having a slightly better and deeper pitching staff than the Dodgers, but the Dodgers have a slightly better and deeper offense. So it'll be uh, it'll be an interesting matchup for sure. Uh, this one feels like it's going to be a bunch of close games and could just come down to whether the Rays rely too much on the long ball because we've seen New Globe Life Field is a bit of a home run suppressor. So do they have the power to get it out of this ballpark too? Uh, also, the Dodgers have been playing in Texas, I believe, at Globe Life Field for the last like th two, three weeks. Uh, they're familiar with this ballpark after at least having played one series at, at the New Globe, if you will. And uh, is that going to play a factor with the, the Rays and you know their defense and all that stuff? Uh, I think it, it could for sure. It, it's not going to hurt them. I'll, I'll say that. So as you can tell, I have a lot of questions about this series coming up, but uh, my hope is to talk to Ulysses Sambrano of Locked On Rays again. We talked uh, before the playoffs started. We're going to hopefully talk on Monday about the upcoming World Series, and he's going to give me the inside scoop and, uh, you know, let me know what's going on with that. So you're not going to miss tomorrow's episode. Uh, hopefully we do get to talk. So uh, that's what's coming up on Tuesday for you guys. Talking World Series with Ulysses Zambrano of Locked On Rays. Uh, but as for today, I'm just going to call it an episode right here. So have a great Monday, everybody. Stay indoors, celebrate good times, Oakland. Keep wearing those masks, and I will talk to you guys about the World Series tomorrow.